0: And welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on RashPixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer.
1: Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you?
0: You good? I'm great. It's a school holiday today. It is? Yeah, my kids are not in school.
1: It's not a holiday for my kids. They're in finals right now. We had that last week,
0: so now the semester's ended. I see. And now they're on that little grading whatever day break, and so everybody's here having. But it's not a holiday for me, and that is making me feel a little, a little bit down.
1: You know that happened to me on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, because everybody was off around me except for me. But that's okay, because you you know I could still still celebrate and work, and it was all good.
0: Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Well, we are. uh, We're gonna kick into uh, our old neighborhood. I know. I'm excited. Our old neighborhood. It's Nikki from the Block this yes, week.
1: This was uh, fun. And we... <laughs> This whole like (laughs) next five weeks is really
0: fun. Oh, yeah. We're digging into some uh, organizing with ADHD stuff. Yes, we are uh, today. I'm pretty excited about it. Before we do that, head over to takecontroladhd.com to get to know us a bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and we will send you an uh, an episode. We'll just send send you an episode in an email. We'll send you an email with a new episode uh, each time uh, one is released. That's weekly. Every week, we'll do that. Maybe every once in a while, we should
1: just throw in a random one. Yeah. <laughs> just to keep you yeah, on your toes. Just a random, yeah.
0: Or maybe somebody else's podcast. <laughs> that,
1: that's even better. <laughs> that would really yeah. throw them off.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so uh, anyhow, that's it. And you can connect with us on Facebook or Twitter at Take Control ADHD. And you should do that. That would be super fun. It would be. All right. uh, we, we've got an opening, opening question. We do. Uh, and this is on... The magical unicorn fairy princess that I like to call Marie Kondo.
1: Yes, the Kondo yeah. Method.
0: Yes. What do you think? You've been watching the show, but you haven't read the book, right? No, I never I right? read the
1: book. Um, and uh, this book? Uh, yeah, there you go. You have it. Life changing <laughs> oh, magic it. of I'm in it. tidying up. Uh, yep. But I, I have watched um, a few of the episodes, and she is just adorable right? I mean, oh my gosh, sweetest little thing ever. Um, But the question has been asked to me by clients and some other people, is this really an ADHD friendly way of approaching your stuff? And, um, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't actually read the book in the first place is because as soon as I saw her do the folding, I'm like, to me, that's just too much. But with that being said, you love how she folds,
0: yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I really do, and I'll tell you, it's, it has changed my it's changed my life because it's not about the folding, and the folding is it, and that's I think that is I think a challenge that that people have with with Marie Kondo because so much the the TV show is terrible on Netflix. I mean, it's great. Let me say, I'm of two minds on the show <laughs> uh, because I've watched the show and uh, I adore her, and I adore you know the people. I I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but I like the idea of you know this whole uh, cleanliness. I I know what goes on behind the. Scenes with reality TV. And so I don't really believe it. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I find it dubious. And I feel like they have set her, having read the book, they have set her up to be, I think, fast food disingenuous. Mm. Right. The The real heart and soul of the book is not about folding. It's not about you can only own 30 books. It's not about any of that stuff. It is about having and developing a deeper respect with the space you live in and the things that you carry with you into the future. It is rooted deeply in the Shinto um, Japanese kind of sense of spirituality right. and belief system. And I think people... Watch that show. They think they get what Marie Kondo is all about, and then they're done, and they make a hot take opinion and and kind of move on. Um, there are things about it that are not ADHD friendly for me. Um, the folding, the outcome of the folding is a is a really interesting thing because it has. It has become an enormous motivator. For the first time in my life, I can actually see my clothes mm. and that and and got rid of the things that, you know, we joke about spark joy. That's her thing. Does it spark joy? If you hold it, do you love it? And I have gotten rid of a lot of stuff that I've been carrying with me into the next day after day after day that does not. And as a result, I have fewer things. Mm-hmm. I'm happier with the things that I have and I can see them, which makes it much faster for me to put them away. And to know where it it follows exactly into for every place there is a, you know, for every uh, place there's a purpose, every purpose there's a thing. You know, it's a whole <laughs> thing, right? Whole it's work? a whole thing. It, oh, jeez,
1: yeah. I almost spilled my it, water. It I was so excited about that. I almost spilled yeah, my
0: water. No, just start throwing stuff. <laughs> it, it is absolutely core to, to what we talked about back oh, in the yes. day. And yeah. and uh, and so I think it's, I think there is some there are some things about it that's really powerful. It's not about the folding. It's not about the books. It's about your respect of your things. Right, right. And, and that, is, uh, that is something we can all you know, learn a little bit more about.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, and I think with any system you're reading, whether it's in a book, if whether it's my system that I teach in my online course, it doesn't matter. We all need to adjust it to where it makes sense for you. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I love, I'm not going to do the folding, but I love the question. If it brings me joy, I mean, I think mm-hmm. that that's a really powerful question. And it was really interesting because this weekend um, I had an event that I went to that I got to get all dressed up and all fancy. And, yeah. and there was this purse that I bought several, several years ago. I don't even remember where I bought it, but I remember I had it. It was up on my top shelf. I had to. Um, get a louder to go get it and then I had to dust it off and it's the cutest purse ever I still absolutely just adore it and Mm -hmm. I looked at it and you know this is the first time that I actually used it probably in years years but I did ask myself and I said this is not ask myself but I said this is a perfect example of what brings you joy because I look at that purse and I absolutely love it, yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know, and that, that, that definitely, it, it, you know, it, it clicks, it resonates with people. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think that anything, whether it's her or you, you know, watch Peter Walsh on an interview somewhere, um, you know, anything that motivates you to get organized and get to that place where you have lesser stuff, less stress, and you can find what you need when you need it. it I'm all for it. I think it's great. Yeah. I think you just have to know going into it that it's not going to be exactly how you may organize or exactly how you do things, but that's okay. Not no system it goes back is like to, that.
0: It goes back to what we were talking about last week. Uh, you know, I've been applying that that sort of filter of w- workflow efficiency and friction. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just about everything, because I was super dubious about changing up my drawers and, you know, my closet and and all of this based on this. Right. I, you know, I thought this is going to be a lark. I'm going to do it once because I've got a lot of energy around it. And uh, then I can't wait till I do laundry next week. It'll be a hot mess, disaster, horror show. Everything's going to fall apart. I just can't wait for that. Yeah. And it turns out after the because we're doing the January purge, right? I told you about that. Well, you did it, you last that, it last year. We did it two years ago. We didn't do it last year. Did two years ago. Yeah, time flies. Gosh, it sure and does. We have a lot more stuff. And so, so you're we've doing, been doing that now. So do yeah, you have so everything today,
1: collected like on a table? Oh yeah.
0: Oh, and we've been making sort of every other day we make trips.
1: That's because fantastic. today's twenty
0: eighth. That means we need twenty eight things. Right. Uh, to de- to declutter. Are right? your kids to doing move it out too? Of the house. Yeah, yeah, and they're terrible at it. I'm just going to say this as an aside: they're terrible at it because my son will say, "Oh, I have this. Here's a widget I want to get rid of," and then my daughter will say, "Wait a minute, I want that." And then she says, "But I have this thing." He says, "Wait, I want that." So they end up just trading things,
1: trading stuff. It just
0: doesn't count for the declutter. That's great. So uh, lessons to learn there, but uh, it it has been, uh, you know, really rewarding. the The laundry day that I was so afraid of came and went beautifully. It because there is more space available in each of the the zones of my clothes to be able to put them away quickly and efficiently. Yeah. And then when I get dressed in the morning, I can see everything that I have, and that reinforcement cycle has created something that's that's pretty pretty special. Um, you know, around a laundry process that I usually I hate the folding part. I hate it, uh, and it's mostly because we just have too much stuff. And um, and so that's, you know, over years that happens. Right. Right. And uh, and so that's been that's been a motivator. And so we'll see. I, you know, I'll report back in like three weeks. We'll see because I did the one week and now we'll see if I can do it for three weeks and um, and see if that that still works. Absolutely. But but I do. I I think, uh, it, you know, is it ADHD friendly at its heart? I She doesn't think about it. ADHD. I don't don't think she's not
1: thinking about a mentality. Yeah. I mean, I think she's just she has a process. And this is in the index.
0: The only things that are a words in the appendix are alters (laughs) and and appliances. Right. See electrical. Yeah. So unless you have a lot of alters (laughs) in your home, this is uh, this is not the ADHD uh, friendly book. But there are some things to learn. And I I guess my only message is um, if you if you have made in your social group, uh, a joke of spark joy, which we certainly did the, and you still see, you know, you still, you know, think that there might be something in it for you. You should read the book and at least understand where that comes from, yeah. because it, it's got more weight to it than, you know, after that, let it be a joke all you want, because right. it's funny and we laugh about it all the time, you know, spark joy. Well, I still joy. can't
1: make it kind of as a joke, but I still see it as a very powerful question.
0: It is a central and deceivingly powerful question. Yep, totally.
1: Awesome. All right.
0: All right. This show is brought to you and sponsored by you people, all of you people. You are the reason we do this show every week, year after year. It is thanks to your direct support. Uh, And I mean monetary support over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. No we, uh, you know, you don't have to pay to get this podcast. That's not not how it works, but uh, for those who do, the small percentage of people who have taken the leap to actually support us, that actually pays for hosting. It pays for delivering the show to you every week. It it pays for our ongoing work and development. It sends us to conferences. It puts food on our tables, right? Those are the kinds of things that your support helps us to do as, you know, long-term podcasters. We've been around doing this on long time and and we are as committed as we have ever been what do you get on top of that as a patreon patreon supporter at patreon.com slash the adhd podcast uh you actually get to jump into our discord community our members-only Discord community, and uh, and you get to meet the amazing group of other ADHD supporters there, living with ADHD, supporting one another with ADHD. You can join the ADHD book club if you want. You can ask for support and guidance on your, your use of medication you can ask for support and help around technology you can uh, join one of the accountability sessions uh, on zoom that the group has sort of self-organized around I mean it's just an amazing and beautiful experience in that uh, in, in our, our members only uh, patreon group group over on discord so uh, we encourage you to, to just think about it think about it if the show has ever touched you we appreciate you uh touching us back. Well, that sounds weird. Anyway, <laughs> head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast uh, and uh, you can get started today. Thanks, everybody.
1: Are you ready to talk about organizing?
0: I'm so ready, Nikki Kinzer.
1: You're so ready. All right. Because well, we already started. So now we're going to like get into some we're gonna heavy in. stuff. Yeah.
0: Serious. Now, for those there are people I there are people who have not listened to this show from the beginning. I know you may find that difficult to believe, Nikki Kinzer. <laughs> Very difficult. But there are people who have not listened to all 373 <laughs> episodes prior to this show. Oh, and dear. may be coming to us for the first time. Could you do me a favor yeah. and uh, go ahead and give us just a wee, just a wee, a taste, a, just a little dish of background as to what has, has brought you to this conversation to today. yes,
1: yes. Well, I started as a professional organizer back in 2008. That's when I opened up my business and Pete and I started working together. Now, Pete and I have known each other Way before that.
0: (laughs) The halcyon days of the aughts. Uh,
1: But I brought him on board with my journey here. So he's been here from day one. Uh, And it was in 2000 and I guess probably what? 11 and 12 is when I started um, doing the ADHD coaching, focusing more on ADHD. And so our podcast was called taking control of the organizing podcast and everything that we talked about was around organizing. And I was a professional. I hardly organizer. remember. Yeah, I know. Things. Right. I and then as I started um, learning and studying more about ADHD coaching, we started putting more ADHD stuff into the podcast. And then I made this like jump where I decided to focus on just ADHD coaching. Well, with that being said, I had to change the title of our podcast. Because we weren't just talking about organizing anymore; we were talking about the ADHD world, which is more and than you just organizing.
0: May think a pivot from the organizing podcast to the ADHD podcast. Yes, uh, is, is not a, a, a deep exercise and creativity. But I have to tell you, (laughs) the road we took to get there was long.
1: (laughs) Yes. And lots of conversation too, right? I mean, we were like, is this the right thing to do? What should we do? How should we do this? Um, But I felt really strongly, and I, I, I know you'll remember this, is that I want to be an ADHD coach who has a strong organizing background. I right. did not want to be an organizer who just knew something or a little bit about ADHD. So it was really important that that was the message I was sending out because that's that's what I wanted to be. That's, who, that's what I was studying to be. That's what I was doing my research on. And right. um, I'm really glad we did it. I am yeah, so glad. Like, this is wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and as I, I think I had, I mean, it wasn't, um, it had only been uh, probably seven, eight years since I had... Uh, been diagnosed. And so I was definitely in deep learning mode and kind of a mess. And so uh, it was an easy decision for me to make also because I made decisions quickly and without a whole lot of thought. (laughs) So it was an easy decision for me to make.
1: (laughs) Sometimes that sometimes that doesn't go in our favor as like colleagues because we jump the gun sometimes on things. But that's okay.
0: But this one turned out all right. This one was a good decision. (laughs) In the arc of history, we did the right thing. So we come from this organization. Organizing background on this show and in your uh, career uh, as a coach. And so uh, occasionally we have to dip ourselves back into the well of organizing because it's time it is time to do it. It's
1: time. And usually when we, uh, because we, we plan the content of our podcasts and a lot of times we do go around themes. And typically, if you look back in the archives, organizing has always been kind of talked about in the spring because, you know, spring organizing, spring cleaning, people tend to do Mm -hmm. that. But when this Marie Kondo thing came out and everybody was talking about her, you know, her process and everybody was getting really inspired. I thought, well, I think I'm going to move that and, do that now because people are they have some momentum so if there's anything i can do to you know keep that and give them some more helpful tips and ideas then that's what i want to do and we are going to do something a little bit different than what we've done in the past it is going to be like a podcast series and so um for the next five weeks uh we are going to be focusing on different pieces of the system that i teach and Mm uh what I say when I say that I mean the online course that I have on my website. So I have an online course that's called Organizing Your Space Your Way, and these are the steps that I teach in that course. So what you're going to find in the next few weeks is it's not going to go into as much detail as the course does. I can't. I don't. We don't have time for that. Um, but I'm going to hit what I think are the most important and some really like key aspects that you can go home or listen and then take with you and and act on and get started. Um, and then the fifth week is going to be about paper organizing. And what I'm going to do is talk to people about how to basically transfer what you learn in the prior four weeks into paper, because it's almost the exact same system. Isn't that right, exciting?
0: Right. Well, it's, it's very exciting. <laughs> who, doesn't, who doesn't love right. to dig deep on paper? I know. Right, The whole thing.
1: So just to be clear, there are four steps to organizing your space. The first one is what we're going to talk about today. And this is sort of the introduction, kind of setting you up for success and the planning piece. Uh, Next week, step two is about sorting and uh, purging, categorizing your stuff. Step three, which will be, you know, in, in three weeks is organizing. So that is when you are putting your belongings back into your home. And then step four, we're going to talk about maintenance. We're going to talk about how you, how you keep it there. And then, of course, um, the fifth week is going to be about paper. Imagine paper flying your, around everywhere. Your things,
0: you said putting your things back into your home. I don't want people to think you have to oh, move out of your home to do this.
1: No. What I, <laughs> At
0: no point are we requiring you to leave your home no, thank you. for the organizing Thank process. you for catching that. an important footnote. Yes. A footnote.
1: No, what I yeah. meant to say... Is uh, this is where you place your items back into the homes that you have assigned them <laughs> in to yes. your home? You don't have to take them out.
0: No, it's most just placing spaces. them back. Yes, is what I meant. Good, I appreciate yeah. that. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's talk about planning then. How do you how do you get started with uh, with planning for a big organizing uh, organizing move?
1: Yes, great question. Well, I think it starts with the definition of organization. Right, we've talked about this before. And it's worth repeating over and over again. What's the definition of organization? It's finding what you need when you need it. That's all it is. So we um, are not, you know, we're not huge advocates of getting going out to the container store and getting all these boxes and labels and things like that. You may need them, but you probably don't, Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, you probably don't, Um, but it's really always about function. It's how your space, um, how you live in it and how you think and where would you naturally go to find things. So that's what that's really the definition of organization. So there is no such thing as perfection, like what you see in the magazines. Um, This is not what we're striving for. So if you see something and, uh, you know, you're in the grocery store and you see this beautiful linen closet. That's not what we're going for, right? Our our point is just again to find what you need when you need it. And if you want to roll those towels like Marie Kondo, roll those towels.
0: <laughs> you know, there you know, I just want to bring up a, a funny thing that Marie Kondo says that makes me think about this whole conversation uh-huh. because it, this is th- this is a thing. You don't want to get into becoming a storage expert. And she says there's a big heading on one page of her book early on it says storage experts are hoarders. And <laughs> <laughs> the the whole thing is if if all you're doing is collecting ways to store more stuff, then you all you have is more stuff. True. You don't have the stuff that that maybe really brings you great joy. Right. So it is a great sense of dopamine satisfaction to buy things that help you store stuff, but really you want to do that only with the stuff that you have.
1: Right, right, exactly.
0: Because how does it
1: bring you joy you when love? it's stuck in yeah. a container? Yeah, right.
0: Absolutely agree with I that. I just I feel like that that just. Actually nailed it. Of all the things besides spark joy, storage experts are hoarders. I think is a <laughs> such an awesome quote. It is.
1: It is for sure. Um, okay, so you know one thing that I think is important that we talk about because this is an ADHD podcast is yeah. organizing with ADHD. When you have ADHD, it is a hard skill. It is not a natural skill for you to have. And so that's why sometimes, and I'm not saying that I have not read her book, so I do not know how it's laid out. Um, I know I have read other books that are not necessarily ADHD written, you know, for for ADHD. And some of the things that they ask or want you to do just doesn't it just doesn't make sense for the ADHD mind. And um, so I want people to know that it's normal to have these organizing challenges. It's gonna be normal that you're not gonna have a clean, organized house all the time. And it really comes back to these ex- executive function challenges, right? So, um, and almost, if you were to break down what the executive function um, is, function functions are. and I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, Almost every one of them is required in organizing your space. You know, you have to plan, you have to prioritize, you have to initiate, you have to execute, you have to focus, you know, it's all about organizing and making decisions. And decisions are hard to make when you're overwhelmed. You tend to want to just sort of avoid it all. So the clutter keeps building up. Um, And, you know, when we are Looking at the process for the next few weeks, every single step involves making a decision. So you have to decide where you're going to start. You have to decide what you're going to keep. You have to decide where it's going to go. And then you have to decide how you're going to maintain the space. That's a lot of decision making in organizing. It's a lot
0: of decision making. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, going back to that that whole planning discussion, right, the more stuff you, you have, the more stuff you you keep, the the harder it is to maintain. It is right. Yeah. The easier these, the easier it balloons out of control.
1: Harder to maintain, and and definitely more difficult to find the things that you need because it's yeah. covered. You know, it's covered under the other stuff or dropped or whatever. Right. Um, so step one is definitely this kind of planning and setting yourself up for success. And so, just a few tips that I want to tell people about. Um, you want to decide from the get go how much time you really are willing to put into your organizing projects and i say that because it really is a ongoing project right it mm-hmm. it is something that if you want to organize a space you have to pay attention to it you have to plan for it you got to get it done and um and it can vary depending on how much time something's going to take so if you're just looking at organizing a closet versus whole you know your whole house before you actually make a move right i have lots of people who who will call me and say i need to i need to declutter so i can move. That's a very different time frame than looking at just organizing a closet that's bugging you.
0: Right. That's like emergency response decluttering, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, and in some ways that's good because you have a deadline, yeah. you have a purpose, you know. Um, but in any, in any case, what we want to do is figure out what, what are you comfortable with? Do you want to do a little bit every day or do you want to designate a couple of hours a week? Do you want to leave it for the weekend? When are you going to do it on the weekend? I mean, just start kind of thinking through what you're comfortable with and what you'll actually commit
0: to. I, I want to, I want to ask, and I don't want to make this a, um, you know, a compare and contrast Marie Kondo thing, right? I, I really don't want to do that, but this is one area that I felt, uh, uh, I I had a hard time swallowing. Right. Because her methodology says that, you know, decluttering or tidying, whatever it is you want to call it, is a is a special event. Right. You don't want to make, you know, tidying up a regular part of your life. You want to get to the point where you have stuff that fits so naturally in your world that it is uh, it, it's just you do it once and then you won't have to do it again. It'll be a very, a very irregular part of your life. And so, which, you know, on the surface, I, I agree with that. That's fine. But the way she talks about decluttering and the way I think it was put forth in the show uh, is that everybody's capable of doing all of their clothes so quickly and just you know put all your clothes on the bed and then declutter them and spark joy with them and do your thing that there is like i i have a real ADHD conflict with that because i know i won't have the 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 sort of attention stamina to be able to get through doing this in a in a way that doesn't destroy my home like i'll i will walk away from that
1: well i think you have a very valid point um i have never believed that organizing as a one-time deal i always think it's a constant thing to do um whether you have adhd or not we are consumers and we bring things in our homes and if we're not decluttering on a regular basis which i mean come on let's be honest most people aren't right, right. and then it, then it is something that you have to keep doing and i think that having a system whether it's her system my system um Peter Walsh is the only person that is coming to my head right now. But, you know, we all have a way that we do it. We all have steps of, of ways that we do it. And that's what you have to go back to is that, OK, here I am. I'm starting again and I need to be able to do this in a, in a some methodical way so that I don't get overwhelmed. But I so I do not agree with her on that. I think it is yeah. um, an ongoing thing. And I think that the other piece to that, and this is very much ADHD, uh, the decision making is so difficult sometimes for some people and it's so anxiety driven that if they see a pile of their clothes on their bed, they're going to f- not freak out, but they're I mean, they're going to I know some people who would probably literally have a panic attack.
0: Oh, I absolutely can see that. So I don't think
1: that's the smartest way. Um, I think that that's when you have to break it down for your brain. So if I was working with somebody, I'd say, okay, let's go through your closet, but let's uh, let's look at the floor first. Right, what's on the floor? And and let's look at the left side of the closet, or let's make quick decisions. Like I'm a big person about making quick decisions. What do you know you don't yeah. want? Start clearing that stuff out. Uh, then you're going to have less stuff, and it'll be a little bit less overwhelming.
0: So I I would mm-hmm. do it differently. Um, you know, I, I think so too. I think you have to give yourself permission to ease into some of these giant changes with this ADHD in mind. I think it's, you know, if uh, uh, someone with a, a perfectly neurotypical, like, experience with the world who do, is able to turn on focus and get through a whole project, more power to them. If I see something that isn't, that I don't have a muscle to do, that I haven't spent years <laughs> figuring out how to do, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to have a good experience. I'm either going to walk away or I'm going to have that state of anxiety that, um, that you know then then there's a whole other thing i have to get out of so i've got to give myself permission to plan it in smaller pieces right
1: absolutely and it's interesting because clothing specifically it, it that's tough a lot of people have memories attached to their clothing whether they fit into them anymore or not you know and so it it is it's it's tough you gotta dig a little deeper in that. So I'm glad you bring that up. I think that is important.
0: So, yeah. So what's the next, uh, Where that we're talking about planning and breaking things down. What are the other considerations?
1: I think that the other thing, you know, I'm talking about what, how much time do you want to put into it? But I also want to really, um, advise people not to try to estimate how long it's going to take them because we really don't know. There is no way of knowing until you just get started and start working on it. And so, um, I just don't want people to try to, to try to think, Oh, I think this is going to take me two hours. Don't even think of it about that. Just what are you willing to do today? What are you willing to do tomorrow? And just keep working on it until it gets finished. Um, Organizing is boring. (laughs) And, uh, Uh. you know, we don't uh, we don't want to be bored. And so one of the things that I would say, and I don't know if she brings this up in her um, plan or not, but I think for ADHD, it's really important to make it engaging, to make it fun, Uh, play a game with yourself. How much can you get done in 10 minutes? How much can you get done in an hour? Play your favorite music, listen to a podcast, Uh, watch your favorite TV show if you want, Um, you know, work with someone, right? Um, But try to make it a little bit more engaging. Um, I think it's definitely going to help. I had one client who was organizing her, uh, children's closet and she would eat dark chocolate as she was doing it.
0: That was her little, oh, yeah. Oh, I love the little rewards. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So as oh, she was doing truffles, it, she could bon do that. bonbons, M&Ms, whatever you, you want. Yeah. I'm all in.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's while she's doing the task. So you don't have to wait until you're done. Right. So yeah. that's always nice. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's see what else work when you feel your best. This is important, too. I think that people um, need to figure out when they're the most focused. And, you know, I I would say that if you take medication, you're probably going to want to schedule your session after you've taken the medication, not when it's worn off. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and that might be why you wait until maybe the weekend to do it, because if you only have evenings after you've worked all day may not be the best time. Decisions are going to be harder when you're Unless tired?
0: you find it, you may be somebody who works well in little sprints, yeah, right? right? If you're looking at time blocking, maybe those evenings where you just say, I'm going to take 10 minutes and I'm going to clean this part of the floor. Yep. And that's going to be the the part that I focus on. And then I'm going to give my perse- myself permission to eat a bonbon and walk away.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. So it's just really figuring out when you can, fi- when you can fit this in and when you feel good about doing it. Working with a body double um, is excellent for 80 when they're organizing um, it is so powerful not only for organizing but I think anytime you need to get work done working with someone and is is such a great idea um, they keep you on task and focused without even having to say anything just because they're there it's their presence yeah. that's there um, but it also builds in that accountability for people you know it really does make it a commitment um, just today, I was talking to a student. So this has nothing to do with organizing, but it does have something to do with how you talk to yourself. Right. Okay. I had a student who said, I'm going to try to get my laundry done tomorrow. And I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: you have already given yourself a way out by saying you're going to try. I like I already know yeah. you're not going to do it. So, come on, let's get right. honest. Yeah. Are you, right. you know, how important is it for you to really do this? And then we
0: learned this from Yoda kids. Yes, there is no try. There is
1: no try. <laughs> and then she said, Well, I, th- I I need to do this. And I said, No, I'm, I mean, getting closer, but still not quite there. I yeah. said, What if you just said, I'm going to do this? I have it how in about my tomorrow's schedule. Tomorrow's laundry
0: day. Tomorrow's it's laundry day. The only day. thing that happens tomorrow. Yeah. Laundry is I'm getting up thing. in the
1: morning and I'm doing my laundry right and very different way of looking at it same thing with organizing it's like this is what you've planned out this is what you're doing and uh, you get it done i love that moving on choosing one space to start so this is still part of the part of the planning process it got it you got to decide where you're going to start and a couple of questions for people to think about is what's really bugging you is there an area of your home that would have uh a real big impact on you and your family. So I'm looking Mm -hmm. at kind of like central areas, common areas that people um, are in. And, uh, but I also say at the beginning, when you're kind of going through this for the first time, or if you haven't done it for a while, start small, you know, you may not like, I'm not going to tackle my garage right now. My garage is still a mess, by the way. It's been what, 10 years? 10 years.
0: That's a very long story arc for this show, is Nikki garage. It goes I mean, up and down. It goes, it goes up and right down. But right now
1: it has a boat it's and a tent trailer. <laughs> it, has a <laughs> it has a boat that's crooked because we can't, we can't get the boat to fit in and so now it's crooked. And now all the stuff is inside the boat and then everything is on top of the tent trailer that's on the other side of the garage. It's just a mess.
0: <laughs> well, that sounds just delightful. i like to imagine your garage without the, if the boat just were to disappear and then you have this big boat shaped hole of stuff around I, it. it. Yeah. that I would like to see that.
1: It, it's pretty close. It's pretty close That's to fantastic. that. fantastic. Yeah. So I'm not going to start there, but no. I could start in my closet, like what you've done. You've kind of inspired right? me a little bit to, to go through that. So...
0: Feels good. Well, Yeah,
1: it does. Um, So I think, you know, starting where you're not going to feel overwhelmed and you're actually excited about doing it.
0: I we here's another thing we've talked about recently. I can't remember if we did it on the show or if it was in the after show or if it was on a webinar that we did. But there is a there is this 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 thing that I keep in my mind. Is this a thing that is really causing me pain or am I feeling uh, just sort of an existential obligation obligation to tidy it up? Right. Uh, you know, I think our context was email and getting to inbox zero. Right. Is, is that a thing that causes you anxiety and stress? O- OK, then we should we should find a way to tackle it. If you're looking at your home and you know where everything is and you have stacks of books and you love all your books and you have clothes and you love all your clothes and you know where they are, is that causing you anxiety and stress? Do you just feel like you have to do it just because that's what the world expects? That's what yeah. Marie Kondo or Nikki Kinzer expect. Uh, you know, if the answer to that is no. Maybe you're okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good question to ask yourself: Is it really causing me pain, or is this something I just feel like I should do? And uh, I, yeah. I run into
0: this all the time, right? Because, and and I I think when I was younger, can I say when I was younger, I used to say stupid things.
1: Really, you don't anymore.
0: You, un, until now, no. Everything I say is gold. <laughs> no, you know, I I used to to offer advice to folks, let's say, you know, technical consulting or whatever, how you got to keep your desktop clean, you got to do thing. And I would do that because my experience was always improved after I had taken on those steps, right? Oh, everybody should use Evernote because Evernote, you know, if you use it the way I use it, you'll feel what I feel. And I'm going to tell you something that you learn as you age. That's not true at all, that your experience is totally different from someone else's experience. I know what you're talking about. That's an amazing thing. right. Yeah. It's, and it's frustrating that it took, you know, decades to figure that out. But I, I think you do. You I think wiser. you just figure it out. You're wiser. You're wiser.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I get you. I hear you. I, I, I felt that way too. And that's why even with this, you know, I, I developed a course on this, but I'll tell you, you know, I know there's lots of ways to tweak it. There's lots of ways to do things different. So, and that's good. That's good. Right. Um, okay. A couple other things and then we'll definitely wrap it up and get into week two. We want to avoid zigzagging. So if you don't know what I mean by that is once you've chosen a space, do your best to stay in that space. Um, So if you have stuff that you have to take out of it to put somewhere else, um, that's fine. What we don't wanna do is get stuck in that new space. We wanna be able to pull ourselves back. And this is really the main reason why, is that when people go back and forth, they don't see the progress. And if you don't see the efforts of your work, you're going to get frustrated. And so I want people to see those successes right away. And the way to see that is to stay in one space and really start to see um, the stuff go away and, and the actual space that you're creating. So.
0: Well, and I, I want to get to a question there because, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, when you're planning your changes, right? And, you you know, you say, I only have 15 minutes on each given day. I'm going to set a timer. I'm going to do a Pomodoro, whatever it is. And I attack one little space. Kind of the other version of sort of, we'll call it yo-yoing instead of zigzagging. Zigzagging is when you go back and forth right. between different spaces. I want to call it yo-yoing that experience when you clean a space and let's say you have a successful Pomodoro and in 24 minutes you're able to actually Clear a space on your floor, the time between you finish that and get back to it tomorrow. You know, how much risk is there that stuff's going to fall into that space again? So you're always kind of starting over again at that same sort of uh, that same sort of zoned space that you thought you you felt so accomplished that you'd finished.
1: You know, you bring up a good point. And especially if you're not doing it every day, let's just say that you're doing it every weekend, then you really have a higher risk of things getting back into there. So I would challenge you with this. I think that. It's important when I say that you got to think of it as a project. I really do think it's important that we see this as a as an ongoing project that you're working on, you know, on a consistent basis. Um, and if you do get things put in there or if you do put things in there, it's OK I don't want people to feel like, oh, well, then I have failed or I can't keep doing this. It's okay because all you have to do now is just look at what has been put. Is that the right place? Is that is that where it's supposed to go? Well, okay, then you know, put it to the side until you figure out what where the home's going to be, or take the extra couple minutes to put the stuff away and put it where it belongs and keep doing your thing. Don't let it stop you. Um, right. because it doesn't mean anything other than, you know, you drop something in a corner that you're working on. That's all it is.
0: Right. <laughs> it's way too easy to get into that space of, oh, I now I've broken Look it. I this. can never get back to it. Look at how terrible I am at this. Right. You're not terrible at it. No. That's just your stuff. It's not judgment on you. Your stuff isn't watching you.
1: No. Right. And and I think we'll, we'll talk more about this in maintenance. Um. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a space is going to get cluttered up again. It's not going to stay clean. I mean, it just isn't because we use our stuff, right? We use it. Maybe we don't put it back all the way or we misplace stuff or whatever. But the thing about maintenance is that all you have to do is pay attention to putting that stuff away, making the time to do it. And it's not nearly as hard. Because you've already gone through these steps. It already has a home, right? I mean, it's a full circle thing. So by the time you do see the clutter building up, don't let that scare you. Don't let that make you feel like your system's not working or that you're not organized. It just happens.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Uh, Does that that lead us into effectively, is that a great segue into week two? Not yet. Oh, we're not ready yet. Okay. I still
1: have I thought you were
0: wrapping it up. I you am. know why you got that you got that sincere tone sometimes? You got that sincere tone and it sounded like, you know, I
1: have one more thing.
0: Okay, what is the I, one more thing?
1: You want to do a quick analysis of the space, right? So here you have chosen the chosen space, <laughs> what you're going to do, you want to do a very quick analysis. And I mean, so quick that all you're doing is walking into the space, answering a couple of questions in your head and moving on. We don't want to spend yeah. too much time on this, but it's just really asking yourself, what is the purpose of this space? What works here? What doesn't, what belongs here? And how do you want the space to function? That's all. So if you're yeah. looking at a junk drawer, right? The purpose is a junk drawer. It's supposed to have miscellaneous stuff in it. That's what it's supposed to have. All right, great. Um, What works in there? Well, it doesn't work when it's too full and you can't open it.
0: (laughs) 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 So we need to be
1: able to see what's in there, you know, and what belongs here. Well, maybe flashlights and bobby pins and whatever, but maybe not you know, something else totally. that you find. I find random things in there.
0: Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally random things. Plugs. You know what we oh, have? Yeah. A thousand of USB plug-in adapters. Yes, yes. Got a thousand of those. Yeah. And and you just described my kitchen and I realized something. Part of the reason I've been so obsessed with my clothes in my closet, my bedroom, my drawer is because when I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about my kitchen. Right. And it looks great. The kitchen looks great. The drawers are not great. Right,
1: right, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, I mean, you're just doing a quick analysis, you know, just what you need here. What do you need to do so that you have kind of a yeah. vision ahead of you, you know, going forward. Now, right. that completes step one. And now oh. next week, we're going to go into step two, which is the sorting and purging. And I can tell you, that's a tough one. That's probably one of the hardest steps in this because it's decision-making left and right. That's all you're doing is making decisions. But well, that's it's possible. also the
0: part, Yeah, it's also the part that is the most rewarding. Most rewarding, most most
1: freeing. Yep.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's perfect. Well, Nikki Kinzer, thank you so much. I love that you're bringing us back into this, uh, you're doing the organizing dance here. Yeah, uh, it's this is It always helps me. The timing is just about perfect. Hope it helps others. Uh, as always, everybody, thank you so much for your time and your attention. We appreciate you downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate you joining us uh, on the live stream uh, to our patrons at patreon.com slash the podcast. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing more of you there. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. See you next week right here on Taking Control, the Organizing ADHD podcast. (laughs)
1: That's right.